there's people that I love, bro, and have always been good people with me. But we don't click, bro. Like, we, we don't be on the same page when it comes to certain things. And, like, maybe in that moment, in that chapter in my life or whatever, like, I had to only be around some, the people that I clicked with in that aspect, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm working on a, you know, a project or, or mentally I might be going through something, you know? Say I have 10 really close friends, bro, you know? And three of those friends are really good for when I'm dealing with, like, a gloomy day, you know? Like, I'm, like, not feeling so good. I need to be around those three people, but I don't need to be around those other seven people, you know? And it's not fuck those seven other people. It's just in this chapter right now and in this moment, this is who I need to, like, take care of me right now, you know? And this is who I need to talk to and stuff like that. This is Sad Boy Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. I'm your host, Matt, and today we got a special guest. Man, he's been all over the world. He's out in Puerto Rico right now. Man, go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. Well, first of all, thank you, bro, for the opportunity. Thank you guys for having me here. Thank you guys for watching, for listening to us talk for a bit. I'm Marce. I'm from originally born in Venezuela. I grew up in Chicago. Uh, been living in Puerto Rico the last two years. Um, well, back and forth through Puerto Rico and Chicago the last two years. And, um, and yeah, we're currently in Chicago. Damn, I didn't know you were from Venezuela. Yeah, bro, I was born in Venezuela. Do you have any memories from over there? Very briefly, bro, like... It was pretty, like, dramatic moving over here, you know? So, like, I remember, like, the airport. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, my family and stuff, you know? Um, but, like, if you ask me what street my grandma's house is on, like, I can't tell you, you know? <laughs> I haven't been there since I was five. I'm be flying, bro, and you just don't even know, like, what the fuck happened when, you know? Or what's what even is the next move, right? Especially with, like, your guy's story of Puerto Rico, right? Real quick, go ahead and tell the people, you know, how did you even end up in Puerto Rico? I mean, I know the story because of Bugatti, but, you know, let the people, the audience know. So we ended up in Puerto Rico, bro, because we went, um, we were shooting a video in Tampa, Florida. Our friends had a plan, a planned trip already to Puerto Rico. So we were in Tampa for maybe like, how long were we in Tampa for? Like four or five days or something? Very briefly. Very briefly, yeah. And then uh, our friends had, a, they already had the trip to Puerto Rico, so they were like, you guys should just come with us, whatever, it's gonna be a good time. So we went, you know? I had never been to Puerto Rico, so I was like, man, fuck it, let's do it, you know? So we went out there. The first, like, week or... We were supposed to be out there for five days, so not even the first week. Maybe, like, the first, like, four days or something, we were partying crazy, having a great time. I didn't want to leave, you know? So um, we extended our flight maybe, like, two or three days just so we can kind of... all kind of do our own thing. And um, we ended up going to... um, When we first went out there, bro, COVID was still happening in Puerto Rico, you know? So all the clubs were shut down. You couldn't go party. The only place that the only place that was open was La Perla, and that's kind of like a. You know, you're not supposed to be having parties late, but that was the only place that was, was like the hood, you know. Mm-hmm. So we would go there, and then you know the clubs there would stay open late, whatever. And because COVID was going on, it wasn't that packed, but it was. But there was still people there, so I think that was like that played an advantage in our part, bro. That it wasn't that packed, you know, because like we were still able to talk to people, we were still able to meet people, and it wasn't so crowded. It wasn't so extra you know um so that yeah i met i met this one guy um we were making music for a little bit and then he ended up telling me about this uh this uh this caserio bro and the caserio is like this their hood out there you know and in the caserios they have like black party type things you know where they just they shut it down it's like a gated community type thing mm-hmm. shut it down they put they put like a, a a diy stage in there they bring all these crazy artists there and um so he was like, yeah, bro, like, we should go over there. You could probably meet some people there, you know, show your music or whatever. And uh, like I said, COVID was going on. So these things weren't, like, crazy packed. But it w- they were still bringing out these crazy artists. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't too packed. So, like, backstage wasn't so hard to get into. Um, you know, it's, I felt like it played, it played a good advantage on us. So we went out there. And um, like I told you earlier, bro, like, I was on a mission, bro. You know, like, I need to. Because my boy had told me, like, bro, if you put your music in a USB drive, like, give it to the DJ, he'll play, you can perform, you know? Because they let all these people go on before the big artists, you know? So I'm, like, looking out for the hood type shit. And um, so I did that, you know, went to Walgreens, bought my flash drive, put my music in there, went to the Caserio. Um, I didn't know the Caserio was, like, that dangerous, bro, you know? It wasn't dangerous when we pulled up, he you said, know? I just showed up. I just showed up because it's awesome music shit, you know? Like, I knew it was the hood, bro, and I knew it was, like, a lot of these a lot of these like you know artists came out from from neighborhoods out there you know um but anyway i i figured out later on it was because i started meeting people there but 
So at first I'm like, okay, the, the, the mission was, bro, to like try to connect with the DJ or even just get on stage so I could tell him I was gonna just act like I was from there type shit, you know? Like give him my music, like, oh, I'm gonna sing this right now, you know? Like play it whenever I'm after the next guy or whatever, you know? Like, like an open mic type thing. But I never worked, but I tried and tried, but like it was obvious I wasn't from there, bro. Even like, you know, they could just, everyone knows each other. Like the way I was dressed, I guess too, you know? My hair was a little longer too. Like everyone out there is like super clean, you know? Mm-hmm. I was looking crazy and shit, so they knew I was not from there. So everyone was kind of dodging me, you know, like, um, no, you can't, you know, we don't know who you are, we can't perform, woo, woo, all this other shit. And, uh, but there was this one guy, bro, that I would see that he would c- go up and down with every single artist, like he would go up and every time like the artist would finish performing, they would say thanks to him, like a bunch of artists, you know? So I was like, man, this is a guy I gotta connect with right here, you know? And I kind of had met him briefly because I was backstage, so I kind of like introduced myself briefly, but I didn't really, I was just saying hi to everybody, bro. Like I had a speech down. I was saying hi to everybody, and um, so then whatever the the show finished, and um, I had went up to him and I told him like, you know, I know I know you didn't really meet me like that, but you know, I'm, my name's Marce, like I'm from Venezuela. I, you know, I, I live in Chicago and I'm here on vacation. I'm trying to like work. You know, I want to meet people. I want to make music. And I had my studio set up with me. I took my laptop, my Apollo, mic. You know, I had I had everything but the speakers, bro. But everything, you know, I could do anything. Mm-hmm. So I told him, like, you know, like, I got all my stuff. I want to work. I, you know, I know, I know you, you know all these artists. Like, I, I need a studio. I want to work, you know. So he was, at first he was, like, really skeptical about it because he even asked me, like, who the fuck are you, bro? Like, you know, coming in here thinking you could sing and shit. Like, everyone's been, like, planning this party for weeks. And nobody knows you, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I feel you, bro, but, like, I don't know how else to do it, you know. Like, I don't know who I, how else I'm supposed to connect with people, you know. They told me everybody was here, so. And he was like, well, let's go, in the, let's go in my car real quick. I'm gonna listen to your music, you know? I went in his car, showed him some music, and he like really, really fucked with it, you know? Really, really liked it. So he was like, man, I'm working with these, like, with these uh, kids right now. You know, not kids, but they were young, you know, 17, 18. Like, I'm working with these guys right now, and uh, our engineer's out of town right now. So if, if you're free tomorrow, come in the studio, like, you know, record, record uh, run a little session with my, with, my, with my artist, and then the studio's yours, and you can do whatever you want to do, you know? Cool. So, bro, this was like, the show was over at, six in the morning five six in the morning bro Damn. and um he was like i'm gonna call you tomorrow at one so we can go to the studio you know but bro i was like fired up you know so as soon as we left there i went home i went back to the airbnb and i started you know making music bro i was like i, I want to be able to go tomorrow with like intro and hooks so that so that these guys can hop on my uh on my verses you know mm-hmm. so they could so they could give me some verses so i did that bro i made like maybe four or five like ideas you know and then the next day we went to the studio and like well it hadn't even been the next day, bro, because I think I finished working on music from six, I was working on it from like six to like 10 a.m. But like at 11, this guy's calling me, you know, I hadn't even slept yet. He's like, what's up? Like, I know it's early, but like, you're down to go to the studio right now. We got it a little earlier and I'm like, fuck it. He picked me up and we went to the studio and uh, I started showing the, the songs, you know, like, so what are you, know, like, what, what you been working on? And like, you have anything open or anything? So I start showing him and they fucking with it crazy, bro, you know? They start recording on my songs bro ended up messing with me crazy he even ended up calling the people that were like that had organized like the party at the at the caserio he's like bro y'all gotta y'all remember this crazy ass dude with the mustache yesterday bro what's going up to everybody bro he's raw bro like i'm in the studio right now like y'all gotta come over here and meet him you know so a bunch of people that i had like met yesterday briefly came to the studio you know like man bro that's crazy we would have never known that they were like raw as hell you know mm-hmm. and um and that studio was Bratiago's studio because he the, so the guy who i met with just thought that Saludo, Tata, all my people in Puerto Rico. There you go. I was waiting for you to, you know, give him his little shout out. Yeah, I, yeah. I knew who you were talking about. I was just yeah, waiting yeah. till you so got there. Shout out Tata, Albraitiago, um, LM, Fabito, Bimbo, all those guys, the guys at Montadillo. Love you guys, man. But yeah, you know, so he ended up like hitting hitting him up to come to come meet me, you know? And uh that ended up being Bratiago's studio that I was at. I, I didn't even know at first, bro. I just went to the studio, you know. But then he was like, Oh, this is actually Bratiago's studio is on his way right now, he wants to meet you too. So he pulled up, I met Bratiago, and then like the rest is history, bro. You know, like after that, I got super cool with them. I had got invited, Bratiago had invited me to um, to writing camps, you know, like just coming over to the crib, going out, and then, yeah, now look at how we're here, you know? It's a crazy story, bro, you know? But that's how I got like plugged up with um, with Bratiago. Hey, he jumped to the Bratiago part early. He said, let me get that out the way real quick. That's the thing too, bro, in Puerto Rico, it's not, it's not like out here where everything's like a huge ladder, bro, and like every day right here, like the position thing and who are you and how many numbers and all that, you know? Like people, like a lot of these guys are still with their friends that they've known since they were kids, bro, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and it's just like they're just friends bro for Rico it's like everyone's a person I feel like you know like it's not just like awesome clout or mm. at least at least the people that, I, that I've had to deal with bro have, have never given me those vibes of like too cool for school and like you know it's very genuine people bro very genuine people and like we're all we all have the same goals like you know we're all after the same thing and we all feel like we can help each other out so that's what we're doing i mean you just talking about that right right off the bat is it doesn't feel like they're forced relationships right and i wish that that's something that chicago had a little bit more of right being able to build those relationships and just naturally know like hey these people are good people and i want to continue to work with them but like you said specifically, people that you grew up with, a lot of the times we get lost in our ways, right? We get lost and so caught up in what we're doing that we forget about everybody else that was with us beforehand, right? And, you know, everybody has these different ideas, dreams, goals, but it's finding a way to incorporate those people in our lives and our goals still, right? If they want it. And if it falls in place too, you know, like if it makes sense too. In what ways has you know, this move to Puerto Rico changed your thinking. It's taught me a lot of different things, a lot of good things, a lot of bad things about myself too, you know, like, because I'm like, I'm definitely the type of guy, bro, who's like, I think about myself, bro, you know, like, I take care of myself, you know, like, my future, you know? And, you know, in, in the in the process of moving to Puerto Rico, I in my head, I was like, it's very important to just do what I want to do, bro, you know, and like, take 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 a risk for myself you know and not think about everything else that's going on you know which is a good thing bro you know because you got like no one's gonna do it for me bro you know so that's my mentality that was my mentality you know still to this day you know it's like i'm like i fuck everything bro you know it's me it's like i have to fight for myself but then also it's like you think too much it's a balance you know if you think too much of that it's like you know there's a lot of people i don't talk to anymore bro you know that when i moved to puerto rico like it just to distance could it you know, this, it was, the distance was bigger than, like, the connection that we had, you know? Mm. And in my head, that's completely fine, bro, you know? Because I'm, like, you know, I'm in my own journey, and if um, if things don't, if, if, we, if our paths don't cross anymore, I'm completely fine with that, you know? I think a very long time ago, bro, like, I, I, I'm okay with the fact of being alone. Mm. You know, I'm okay with it. I'm, it's not comfortable, you know? It's not, like, a good feeling to be alone, but I'm okay with it, bro. I'm not going to die, you know? Like, I'm, I'll be fine. So that might, that's always been my mentality, you know? And maybe it shouldn't be like that, you know? Because there's people that we've known for a very long time and maybe d just don't deserve that from us to just be like, this is what I'm doing, but like, I don't care if you need me around. That's the conversation I've always had, right? Is thinking about yourself and thinking like, okay, I can't worry about everybody else. I can only worry about what I got going on and making sure that I'm okay, just like you said. Because I can't help nobody, bro, if I'm not good, bro. Like, I can't realistically help nobody. Like, and, and a lot of the times, bro, people think that like, having a friend that you hang out with all the time is that means that they're being there for you but y'all just wasting time together mm -hmm. you guys are just forgetting about the bigger problem because you guys are whatever playing video games or smoking or whatever it is you're doing you know and going out or whatever and all of a sudden you're not there to do those things with that people so it's like now in their head they're like you're no longer there for me it's like bro we was never really there for each other really bro like we're not doing nothing you know mm -hmm. i can't really help you bro because all we can do is that and that's not solving anything. That's just making us forget about the issue. You can't help anybody that doesn't want help. Or if you don't have anything to offer either, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not like a money thing, bro, you know? But it's like in this journey, bro, that I, of making music, at least for me, bro, I learned a lot more about myself, you know? You know, whether I'm dealing with, with, with a contract or I'm making music with somebody or like all these other things, it's a business too, you know? And that teaches me a lot of things that I can apply to my personal life, you know? As I elevate, I learn more, you know? And therefore, I can help everyone else too, you know? It's not just money. Money helps, yeah, of course, you know? But it's not just that. But it's like, bro, if I can really get deep into this bag and make this flower really flourish, I can probably help your flower flourish too because I would have already known how to make that happen, mm -hmm. you know? But if I've never done this, how am I supposed to help you? You get what I'm saying? It's not just money. That's why I tell people, like, it's not just like I'm after money, bro. What is your mission then, right? Because just like you said, it's not about the money. A lot of the times people get caught up in, oh, I need this, I need that, and money is the answer to all their problems. But that's not the case here. You're not looking for the money. You want to be able to make an impact and, you know, leave something behind for this earth. But what's the bigger goal? What I love most about making music, bro, it's like, besides obviously just making this, the, the songs, it's um, the, like when I, when I do something that maybe somebody hasn't thought of or 
or when I just do something that maybe somebody feels like they can't do, but because I'm an immigrant or because I'm from South Side of Chicago or where I grew up or you know the struggles that I've had, they also feel like they can do that. You know, that's my that's my way of having an impact. You know, and there's so many different ways you could do it, bro. It's not just making a fire song. You know, it's like you know having something in your video that maybe somebody or even dressing a certain way, bro. You know, like I think it's important to do things that pushing it a little further than the average person would because maybe they won't push it as far as you did but they'll push a little further out of their comfort zone you know and they'll start more being like themselves you know they'll start more like doing things that naturally come out of them which i think it's like self you know if when you express yourself bro and you're really just being yourself like that's true happiness bro you know like when you really do feel like you can say whatever you want and wear whatever you want and go wherever you want bro and you know do whatever you want literally like it's amazing bro that's like real happiness you know and sometimes that's not money or all these other things you know and that's why, like, that's, like, my, bro, if I can make, if I can make rock music for my, my you know, for, for my whole life, and then make a reggaeton song, too, and a kid feels like he could do reggae because of that, then I'm, I could die, bro, you know, like, that's, that's, to me, that's my impact, that's, like, okay, cool, you know, like, if I can just wear some weird shit, bro, and somebody else feels like, you know, oh, man, you know what, I, I didn't think I couldn't wear pink, but Marcia wore a skirt, so I'm gonna just wear pink that's an impact bro you know like I just made you do something that you didn't think you could do and now you're doing it mm -hmm. that's my way of like thinking of the impact stuff you know even being from back of the yards bro you know and like there's like nobody in back of the yards does, does the shit that I'm doing bro you know I don't know why not bro you know there's so, there's so many so much talent everywhere you know but like a lot of guys that I went to grammar school with don't don't still do the things that they don't still chase the things that we spoke about when we were kids bro you know I feel like I still am. What do you feel like stops the people from doing that? Though? It's surroundings, bro. It's 100% surroundings. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've just always known that, 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 that the world is a lot bigger than what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Maybe because I came from Venezuela and it was like a big culture shock and I knew that there was something else. You know what I'm saying? Like in Venezuela, it's something came over here and it's something else. And then I just saw how stuck the people here. And it's not because like they want to be. It's just like, you know, if, if you grew up in one same place, that's all you know, you know? But like I was over there, and like you know, our, the the way people are with our parents are different, and everything is different, you know. So then I came here, and like yeah, I came when I was really young, bro. But in my house here, it was still Venezuela, you know. Like we would still act like we was in Venezuela. We still talk like that. We still ate the same food. You still don't talk back to your parents. You still don't do certain things, you know. And then like being here, and then growing up with everyone else, like I I realized how stuck they were in that, and I'm just I know both of them now, you know. So I'm just like, bro, if, this, if Venezuela's like this. Chicago's like this, how's Mexico? Yeah. How's, you know, how's how's this and how's that? And if you don't like it, then just go somewhere else, you know? Like, just try to move around or, I don't know, move your environment thing. So I think a lot of the reasons why people don't push, keep going with certain things is because of, like, your surroundings, you know? Like, people you surround yourself with. One of the things that you said, you know, right off the bat was being able to inspire people to feel like they can do whatever they want, being able to go out of their comfort zone, right? I feel like that's a big reason why we started this podcast is we wanted to break the norm of not being able to talk about the things that are weighing on you, the things that are heavy on your mind and the things that impact your daily life. Right. A lot of the times we're so afraid that somebody's going to say that we're weird or, oh, this person's depressed, so I don't want to be around them or they they make me feel like I'm being dragged down. Right but why aren't we having those conversations with people who go through this shit on the daily, right? Why aren't we having these conversations that you don't know if this person needs to hear that to feel like somebody else feels the way they feel. And man, I I love being able to do it because then there's so many people that say like, man, I've, I've thought about this so many times, but I was never able to express it the way that you expressed it or my guest may have expressed it, right? And a lot of the times we're always thinking about things that happen in our lives, but, you know, we just don't know what to say. Some people also just don't know how to really express themselves, too, you know? Mm -hmm. People don't know how to, how to say what they're feeling in the best way. How do you feel like music has helped you do that? My dad makes music, bro, so, like, I've, I've been around music my whole life, you know? So it's not, I don't think, like, music was something I found and was like, oh, this, like, whoa, like, this new thing, you know? And, like, out of nowhere, I started feeling like I, I can express myself better or anything. I just feel like it was just always there, you know? And um, so I don't even know how to really answer that, you know? Like, 
it's just something that, like, my dad does it, bro. Like, when me and my dad are together, we do music, you know? Like, we talk about music. My sister plays keys the piano, you know? Like, I've always been, yeah, like, I've always been kind of surrounded by it. So it's always just been, like, a language already between us, you know? I grew up in a church, bro, you know? Like, I was a drummer for church for, like, five, six years, you know? I didn't always write music, though. Like, I didn't always, like, write songs, you know? I used to play guitar, drums. It actually wasn't until, like, I discovered John Mayer, bro, that, that made made me get into songwriting. And that, I wasn't even really into singing, I was just into the songwriting. Like, he's the one that got me into words, you know? Don't know why, bro, his music is the one that spoke to me the most, you know? John Mayer was just super random, you know? But when I saw him, I was like, yo, like, I wanna write songs, bro. Music was that third language, you know? I always told my mom, or not my mom, but I always tell people, I'm like, man, I should've joined a church choir. Cause all the like all the nice artists started in the church choir, bro, and then they yeah, worked bro. their I've way always, out. I've always like peeped that too, like the bra, bra, motherfuckers, like bro, like, they did their time, they paid their deuces at church. God said, I'm gonna bless you. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta be ready for a little bit. Before we move forward, man, I want to talk about, you know, your experience in Puerto Rico because obviously we jumped ahead, right? But your experience in Puerto Rico, you know, um, how have how has working with these artists influenced you, right? Specifically at Bright Diago, but overall, you're working with a lot of different artists out there that, you know, in different ways, they're all going to influence you. When I was meeting people and they were kind of like, they were messing with my music, it definitely boosted my confidence a little bit, bro. Like, because even being out here, bro, I remember telling a few people that I knew um, that I was like, I didn't know, I, I didn't I didn't plan to move to Puerto Rico, you know? But I knew I wanted to leave Chicago. I was like, bro, I don't, I don't see anything happening here, you know? Like, and it wasn't because there's no talent out here, nobody can do anything out here. I just feel like there's so, I knew that there was incredibly talented people in Colombia and DR and Puerto Rico, any every, everywhere else. So it's like, why would, why would those, lab, the, the people that I want to work with, why would they come all the way to the middle of the United States to find talent? You know, when there's so much talent out there, like I knew I needed to get out of here. Um, so a lot of like you know some like a lot, not a lot of people, but a few people were telling me like, bro, like in Chicago, you, you know, like they would tell me like, bro, you're raw, you know, like you're good at what you do in Chicago. You're like the biggest fish in the pond, you know, like out there you're gonna just be another fish in the sea, bro, because that's a sea out there, you know. So kind of telling me like I, like damn near saying that I'm not good enough to like be in the mix with these motherfuckers, you know? Like, pretty much saying, like, out here, bro, like, you got it because you ain't with the big dogs, you know? Yeah. But, like, if you go out with the big dogs, it's gonna get a little harder or whatever the hell. So, I didn't really pay attention to that shit, but I thought about it, you know? Like, are they right? Like, are they not right? You know? Like, what's going on, you know? So, when I, when I went out there, bro, and, like, literally the first two, three weeks, I'm in the studio with these motherfuckers, you know? I'm in Cartel Studio, Yankee Studio, you know, working with the producers and everything. Yeah, bro, you know, it boosted, it, it like, it inspired me because I'm like, bro, the whole time these motherfuckers said I was going to be another fish in the sea, bro, you know? And there's there's motherfuckers that have been out here for, for a while that have still haven't sat in the studio that I'm in right now, you know? And still haven't worked with these engineers that I'm working with, you know? So it definitely made me, like, push me to be like, bro, you belong here, bro. You know, like, you got it, bro. Like, do not fuck this up, you know? Like, make, make, your, make raw shit. So that's definitely one way it inspired me. And another way, it's like Puerto Rico's a completely different culture that I'm used to, bro. Even different from Venezuela, you know? Similarities and personalities, you know? I think Puerto Ricans and people from Maracaibo, which is where I'm from in Venezuela, este, very similarities, you know, in, 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 in personalities. So we got along on that aspect. So it was very inspiring, bro. The culture, the culture out there is so different that I just learn so much, you know? I'm a big absorber, bro, you know? Like, I peep game and, like, I learn from it, you know? Even if you learn something bad from it, you know? Like, okay, like, now you know you don't like that, you know? You had, you had to watch it to know you didn't like it, you know? Because also, too, bro, like, just, we're so spoiled out here, bro, in Chicago, you know? Like, so spoiled, like, to the things that we have access to. Once I had got my apartment there, I ran into the issue of, like, the light going out, bro, you know? And at first, I was like, oh, you know, this wouldn't be happening in Chicago and all this shit, you know? And then it didn't, it, it was until, like, I was at the studio one time with, like, you know, very professional people, bro, you know, fucking crazy expensive studio, bro, you know, expensive as equipment, all this stuff. They're working on a song for these major artists. And I'm there just vibing with them, bro, and then the lights go out in the studio, bro. And no one gets pissed, bro. No, everyone's like, ah, shit, fuck it. Um, let's go outside, let's smoke real quick. We're outside, bro. They start playing cards on the sidewalk, start talking shit, drinking, you know, and everyone's just like completely normal about it, bro. And I'm in my head, I'm just like, bro, I am not shit, bro. And I'm tripping about this shit, like if I deserve something better, you know? Yeah. And these guys are like 
working on songs that's probably gonna make them millions of dollars and the lights go out and they're not you know it just really humbles me bro you know it really really humbled me and then made me realize like how spoiled you know kind of like damn you're ungrateful i am that's fucking crazy bro i mean command s is their fucking best friend out there to save that shit yeah. you know immediately because bro imagine you got a fucking like you said a million yeah. dollar song just I mean, they're used to it, you know, because like the the file never deleted or anything, you know. I mean, it's still not not cool for the light to just be going out like that, you know, because that's that's a, that's another issue with, with Luma in Puerto Rico, their electricity company that's just like super fucking corrupt and that doesn't really do anything to fix their problem, you know. But the thing is, like, the people learn how to be happy with what they have, bro, mm-hmm. and the, and and with what is given to them, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not gonna ruin their their mission because of it, you know. And I think that's like where, where what I learned from it, you know, where it's like they're resilient. Yeah, like it's fine, bro. It's fine, like, bro. We're gonna need a lot more than that to fuck us up, you know, to fuck the energy up in here. It's gonna be, it's gonna have to be more than that. I appreciate you fucking just shedding that light on that, bro. But fuck it, let's move forward, bro. Yeah, let, let, let's get to you, right? Um, this past year, that's all that shit that's happened to you, right? Just this past year, that's what you've learned. But you've been at this shit for a long time. Yeah. Uh, G Easy lyric that I thought of. It's called. It's from the song called Time, and he says, "All the money in the world, I can't find where they selling time, or a button that rewind. I'm just thinking, sipping this wine. Let me catch you up. It's been some time. And man, time really does fly. We rarely reflect on like the things that are happening in our lives and the the ways that we've been impacted, right?" I mentioned this because 10 years ago, you uploaded your first video to YouTube. It was the Rat and Dirty cover, right? Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Knowing what you know now, right? What do you feel like you would have told yourself back then? It's been said so many times, bro. It's damn near corny now, you know? But it's like, you just gotta do it, bro. You gotta believe in yourself and all that. But it's like, once you really understand what, what believing in yourself is and what having confidence and just trusting yourself, bro, and trusting that what comes out of you is good, it just becomes good, bro. Mm-hmm. Usually when sh- when you hear people's shit and it sounds like trash, it's because they were probably thinking that they sound like trash while they were making it. Like, oh, this is not that good, but I'm just gonna do it because like, I gotta do music, you know, or whatever it is, you know? But it's crazy, right? I don't know how to explain it, bro, but once you truly do- start thinking that you're raw, bro, and you really got that shit, your, sh- your shit sounds like it, bro. Mm-hmm. It reflects. I don't even know how to explain it. It's something you can't teach, bro. Like, you can't teach somebody to believe in themselves. Or somebody, you can't teach somebody to like think that their work is dope, you know? Yeah. But the moment they really believe that shit, bro, all of a sudden the work is fire, bro. All of a sudden. At what point did that click for you? It clicked for me, bro, when I was like 18, 19, bro. Because like I said, I had been doing music my whole, my whole life, you know? But in high school, bro, I was in my glee club, you know? So I was, we were, do, we were a vocal ensemble and I had a, um, you know, I had a, a vocal director, I was in the choir, all that. So I knew how to, you know, Bro taught me how to sing, bro. I didn't know how to sing before that, you know? He taught me how to hit notes. I had been in the group, bro, from sophomore year to senior year. Mm-hmm. Making really cool, you know, singing really cool songs, bro. Learning a lot about harmonizing and the fifths and the sevens and all that. And it wasn't until I graduated, bro, once I graduated. So, hold on, rewind a little bit. When I was in high school, we had a, a family friend from church that had, like, a, a studio that can record like a live vocal ensemble, you know, the fucking, we need 16 mics and all this crazy shit, you know? So he had a studio that was like that over in Forest Park. And the music director wanted to record an album for the, for the, for the students, you know, for the, for the Glee Club. So I had access to it. So I was like, man, I can get it, you know? So we paid for a few couple sessions at first. And then the, the owner, the guy from my, my dad's friend from church was like, you know, if you, um, if you guys want to keep recording, I said, like, I'll let you, record for free but you have to record them <coughs> i was 15 16 years old i don't know what i was doing you know but crazy ass studio with the fucking 24 channel crazy i don't know what i was doing but i knew how to press the record button so he was like you record him i'll mix and you guys would just pay me to mix so that's what we kept doing you know and then my music director didn't really have much he wasn't too familiar with the studio stuff either you know so we both kind of learned that you know together and um so Fast forward, whatever, I graduate. You know, you're only in the group when you're in high school. So when I graduate, he takes the group to America's Got Talent, bro. You know, they go crazy. They, they win, like, second place. They're all famous. Damn. They, uh, they get sponsorships and everything, you know. So they had, Adidas had sponsored a music studio at the high school. He hits me up, and he's like, 
you know, Adidas sponsor. This was already after I had already seen that they had, you know, did their thing. They had they were on a good run and everything. So he's like, bro, Adidas sponsored us and they're paying for the music studio in the school. And honestly, we would have never even like been to a studio if it wasn't for you. So I think it'd be cool if you came out to the opening so you could see the studio, meet the, the Adidas reps, and like, you know, just show your face. You know, because the first time we ever recorded in the studio was with you. Like you were the first one to record us. Bro, I pull up crazy ass, bro, like crazy million dollar studio, bro, like with the Raven things, crazy ass studio, bro, and Pusha T's in there too, you know? <laughs> I get introduced to him as like, oh, like this is my, you know, this is Marshall, or Marcial, it is Marcial, you know, like he was, a, he was, he was like the, the reason why we wanted a studio and like why the, why the kids even like record is because like, you know, when he was, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago when he was in high school with us, he was the one recording all our stuff, you know? So like he taught me how to like record and you know we learned together and everything and then at that time bro i had graduated high school and i wasn't doing shit bro i wasn't doing anything you know i didn't have a studio i didn't have a computer i didn't have a mic no guitars nothing but i wasn't i was just cutting hair bro you could just imagine how i felt bro you know like he's introducing me as this like top tier student you know musical ass motherfucker or whatever and i just i wasn't doing anything with my life you know i wasn't doing music anymore not for real so it brought you back in kind of bro so then look listen to this bro that happens right maybe three four days later bro the dude whose studio that we used to record at, Manasez, shout out Manasez, calls me, bro, and he's like, yo, like, you still working on music and shit? And like, I, the, the, the Adidas stuff had just happened in my high school, so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I wanna get back into it, you know? So he's like, you still making music and shit like that? I'm like, yeah, man, you know, I'm, I'm doing my thing here and there. And he's like, remember that studio that I had, bro? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, bro, I'll sell you the entire control room. The whole control room with the computer, um, yeah, the computer. No, he, he didn't give me everything but the computer, bro. He was like, but I have the Pro Tools. It was Pro Tools 10 at the time. All the Waves plugins, bro. All the cables to everything. Desk, bro. Racks. Monitor. Anything, bro. Everything. It was like a $50,000 studio, you know? I'll sell it to you for two grand, bro, if you can pick it up right now. And I'm like, what? Are you dead ass, bro? He's like, get a pickup truck, rent a pickup truck, and come pick it up for two grand. If you don't pick it up right now, bro, I'm going to sell it piece by piece. But I'll sell it to you if you're still working on, on shit, you know? And like three days ago, the... Adidas shit had just happened, which was already a wake-up call. And then this guy calls me to talk about a good, his entire studio for two bands, bro, you know? And I'm like, bro, I, like, I have to wake up, bro, you know? I have to wake up, dude. So then right, right like, down the street from my high school, bro, like, maybe, like, not even half a mile away, bro, there was this warehouse. Like, it's kind of like this, but it just wasn't as nice as all this stuff you guys have here, you know? They were, they were renting out rehearsal rooms, and my buddy had a rehearsal room, and he was in a rock band called him right away and I was like bro like you need to put me on with bro I need a room said, yeah for sure come through the next day bro we had me and this guy had got a room there cheap as hell but like $300 a month the next day got the room went over there picked up the studio um set it all up and like a month later I dropped my first song and that's when you were under baby jig that's when I was under baby jig yeah before that bro my thought process was so much about like oh no let me just when the time's right you know and like when the song is like the best polished and when it's my best work, I'm gonna put music out or, or whatever, you know? And I think like the fact that I felt like everybody was advancing around me and I wasn't is what kind of made me stop thinking about that, you know? I was like, bro, you gotta put something out, bro, you know? Like the people just wanna hear you. Like I, I felt like the people that fucked with me fucked with me and they just wanted to hear something, you know? Like what have you been working on this whole life? They might, you know, these people that have known me for years know that I've been making music forever. I've never heard a song. So from the person you were then, right? This person who was unsure about everything in life and trying to figure out, you know, what's the direction, right? Just like we said, your first cover 10 years ago. What do you feel like's the biggest lesson you've learned? Just trust your God, bro, you know? That's like one lesson I've learned. I just trust it, bro, because at the end of the day, bro, like, I'm the one that's gonna have to, like, reap the consequences of things, you know? So, like, I might as well do what I want, bro. Like, I might as well, you know, play it out the way that I think it should have been done. My gut, you know? Like, obviously, I have a team and I have people that I trust around me that I ask for opinions and... But I consider them me, too, you know? That's what I mean by me, you know? Like, like we're listening, a lot of times it's like, and one, one of my guys tells me this a lot, bro. He's like, bro, whenever people are offering you these crazy-ass, like, dreams and offering you these crazy ass stuff you got like you got to look at their championship rings bro you got to look at their carfax you know like what what have they done bro like let's be real you know you could, you could talk really sweet you could say all this other stuff but you got to look at like the bullet points bro you know you gotta look at the facts and stuff like that and if it ain't none of that then whatever you know 
you gotta listen to yourself you know like you look at your you look at your championship race and the things that you've done you know figuring out exactly who's credible enough to listen to them. there's a time and place for everything bro and there's there's people for everything too you know there's not there's never a one person who's the right person for every situation you know mm-hmm. there's people for everything you know and i think there's people who don't who aren't in the same business as as, as, as we as we are whether you are with me or whatever and they're just people that are good to talk to too you know i have good advice that are good human beings i have good intentions and um so it's not always about like what have you done like you you know like you don't make music how can you gonna tell me what i my, my mental health needs to be you know there's people that love you you know i feel like it's just hard right it's hard to take advice from people that don't understand the position you're in all the time just like you said for somebody that isn't making music it's hard for them to tell you like how you should feel about a certain situation right because for me i'll give you an example right whenever i'm talking about setting up an interview or something that happened with one of the interviews right nobody is ever going to be able to understand that except somebody else that does interviews right so for somebody to come and tell me like oh you shouldn't feel this way about it like oh look at the bright side like i hate when people do that shit to me bro like yeah you always got to remain positive and look at you know the brighter side of things but when you're in that state where it's like nah i'm good like leave me alone and also it's like the industry we're in bro everybody has an opinion you know it's like if you make music everyone has an opinion oh you should have said this or the song should have been a little longer it should have been a little shorter hey how often do you run into that all the time, bro. All the time, and I, my, my, always my answer to those kind of things are like, it's like, man, bro, you know what? Might be right. I'll, I'll, I'll consider it for the next job. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like it's not, it's not a bad idea. I just don't like the idea, you know. But why continue to kind of buy into it then, right? Why let them feel like, oh, you know what? Like you're listening, right? Why not just say, you know, hey, you know, this was my choice. I don't know. I just don't think it's nice, bro. You know, unless you're really getting in my way, then I'll tell you to like, bro stop bro because i've definitely done it i mean more seen it plenty of times in the studio bro when i told somebody to just shut up bro you know like bro you stop like i'm too in it right now you know but if it's somebody like you know like especially if it's somebody else that's making music like if you make music bro and you're in the studio with me and you're giving me an idea that is throwing me completely off then i'll be 100 percent honest because you'll understand you know mm-hmm. but if it's like somebody that's a supporter bro it's not nice bro you know and plus like they're part of the process too you know and it's like maybe I, like i said bro it's like it's not a bad idea maybe I, I just don't like it in the moment you know and it's like i like to make people feel like they're part of my my journey too you know 100 percent, bro i get what you're saying but let's move forward bro yeah. you know i want to talk about you know for you pursuing this career for 10 years it's over 10 years obviously but for you to be, have uploaded that first video at 10 years you start to think like, damn, where did the time go? What was I doing this whole time? It's something that you mentioned to me where, you know, I started to have these thoughts of where did the time go? What did I learn from this experience? And just kind of being more selfish with your time, right? Because you're always pouring into someone, something, uh, certain situations, and you lose track of the things that are important in your life. What's been making this specific thought weigh on you recently? I think since I've moved to Puerto Rico, bro, there's I've met I've met a lot of people, bro, that are, you know, obviously doing the same thing I'm doing and seeing how different their careers are are, are turning out, or maybe seeing where, where where it went well, where it went wrong. And it's like people that I wouldn't say maybe necessarily started when I started, but you know, when I when I met them, maybe we were in the same position, or maybe they were a little higher than me, or whatever it is, you know, and like just seeing how. And I guess, you know, this is all new to me, bro, because I've been in Chicago pretty much my whole life, you know? So there's not a lot of, like, like you know, artists that are that are really doing their thing out here like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And out there, like, it's all happening in real fucking time, bro, you know? So that's, like, a big wake-up call to me, you know? Seeing seeing all those guys, like, you know, do their thing and it's, it's going well for them and what's going bad for them or whatever it is, you know? But, like, just seeing the way it moves around me, seeing how real it is, bro, it's been probably the biggest wake-up call, you know? It's people know different from us, bro. People know different from me and you all over the world. You know, not just in PR, but all over the world doing their thing. Nobody that's smarter than us or more talented than us, you know? Just maybe work a little bit more than we do, you know? And that's, like, that's been a wake-up call. And I think, you know, when, when I moved out there, bro, that's always what I, that's one thing I told myself. I was like, I definitely do not want to get outworked. Like, that's what I want. That's what I want to make myself stand out, you know? Because 
you know, there's so much talent out there, bro. There's so much. Any, you know, in Latin America, period, bro, you, when you go to the root of the shit, bro, it's like so much talent, bro. Colombia, anywhere, you know, you go, there's a lot of fucking raw ass talent. And a lot of those people are, are, I, are I think that, you know, maybe better writers than me or rap a little better, maybe sing a little better than me, you know? But my thing's always like, man, bros are not gonna outwork me, bro, you know? Like, that's gonna be my, that's gonna be where I stand out, you know? Like, I'm gonna be the one that shows up with nine, ten ideas that are on paper, you know, with videos to them already, like, treatments, and, like, that's where I'm gonna stand out, you know? Like, yeah, y'all could wrap your asses off cool, you know? But I got a whole album planned already. And you created that opportunity for yourself, man. You yeah. went out of your way to do that. That's the most important thing, and I... I want to give you your flowers on that, right? Because not everybody has what it's what it takes to get to that point, to even be like, yo, I'm gonna move from my from my second home, right? Because Venezuela is your first home, yeah. your second home of Chicago. You moved to go to another place that nobody knew you. Just like they said, who the fuck are you? I didn't know anybody out there, bro. Not, not one from it, not one person. That's the crazy part of it all. Is like. We're all chasing these things, and we're all we're all afraid that time is just passing us by, right? But I hate to say it, bro, but because I feel like you know, like the, I, the right thing to say, bro, is like you know, to work at your own pace and whenever you're ready, and like you know. But that's the right thing to say. In my head, bro, and this is my world, you know. This is how I think, you know. Y'all can think however you guys want to think, but like, I do feel like it's a race sometimes, bro. You know, like, I, it does feel like that sometimes. Like, I try to get as much done as I can, you know, and, like, but then at the same time, like, it has to be raw, and that takes time, you know? So, like, let's just get better at being raw faster. If you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Oh, and I hate thinking idea. about that, bro, you know? Like, I hate I hate having that in the back of my head all the time, but I don't know if it's just, like, the, the competitive in me or, like, or I don't know what it is, bro, you know? But that's just the way I think, you know? And it's, like, I don't, I don't think it's it's very healthy to, like, because then, then you start comparing yourself you know what I'm saying? And then you look at other shit and then you compare it like, man, mine's not that raw and like stuff like that, you know? Like that's what that creates, bro. When you start, you know, you, you look at social media and you see how much content comes out every day, you, you know? And like, that's why I think it's like not so good to always think about like I'm running out of time, you know? Mm -hmm. But I do, bro, you know? Like I'm fucking human, bro. Like that's what I think about, you know? Like man, this shit gotta be raw and it's gotta be raw right now and I'm not leaving till it's dope. Being able to sit down and reflect on that, being able to think like, okay, I am running out of time. Everybody feels that way, bro. Everybody who's in their 20s at least feels like, damn, this person's ahead of me. And if I don't catch up to them right now, you know, what's my life going to look like compared to theirs? The thing about you is you were able to take that and make something out of it, which is... Like use it to your advantage, right? Mm -hmm. You have to, bro. Use those flaws that you have to make sure that you're in a better position, to make sure that you're going to be able to succeed and use it to your advantage, just like you said. We also talked about, you know, you wasting your time, in a sense, spending your time with with people who aren't always the best influence, who might not be the best people to surround yourself with. NBA young boy in Solar Eclipse, he says, as I ride on the city lights, I wonder who going to ride for me if it go down. And I start to get this feeling like, who going to be there for my sons that I'm not around? And... You know, this song has always put things into perspective for me as far as, like, who am I keeping around me, right? Do these people love me as much as, you know, they say they do? Do they love me as much as I love them? And making sure that you're surrounded by the right people is important because that's the people that are going to help shape you, help make you the person that you are today and make sure that you're succeeding in life, right? Do you feel like you've surrounded yourself with the right people? Right now, yeah. And... The move, bro, for me was like a big eye opener to that because um, me and Bugatti aren't always in Puerto Rico together, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he's not there, sometimes I'm not there, so we spend a lot of time like on our own, you know, out there. And um, like I said, bro, like I didn't know anybody out there, you know. And a lot of the people that I know, like now, are my friends, you know. I have a lot of I have a lot of people I can call out there, you know. But um. It made me like realize like you know who FaceTimes me like who calls me who tries to come out there and see me, you know or who you know just it, it opens up uh, my eyes to like who's really riding with me you know, so I think right now yeah bro like I, right now I'm happy with the people I surround myself with you know like my, the people who I who who I don't do like you know work with like music with that are actually my actual friends bro are like people that I've known for years bro you know that I've always had my best interest in them. You know? 
now that that I'm that I'm that, 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 like, that I look back to see who I'm actually chilling with. You know, maybe when I was like actually like full time living in Chicago, bro, I was doing a lot of wasting a lot of time, bro. You know, like I was doing a lot of graffiti, hanging out with a lot of people I probably shouldn't have. You know, and um, right now, bro, I think I've like got it. Not all the way there, you know. I have that, that, but I have it down to a T. Where it's like the motherfuckers that are that are that are with me right now, bro, are people that I have ride with me for a long time, bro. You know. In what ways do you feel like your perception of people has changed because of that situation, right? Just like you said, moving to Puerto Rico, you start realizing like, hey, this person isn't calling me. These people haven't checked in on me in you know so long. Just because somebody doesn't call you doesn't mean they're like, it's, it's not fuck you. You know, it's not like fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't take that anything like that personal, bro. And, and also, like I said, I mentioned earlier, bro, like there's people for every situation, bro, you know? And there's people that are, there's people that are compatible with you in most situations and scenarios in your life. And there's people who are, you know, compatible with you in lesser ones, you know? And that's fine, you know? So it's like, the cir- I, I have a lot of friends, bro. I know, you know, I have a lot of people that I know and like that I, that I share with, you know, and spend time with, you know, some more than others, you know? A lot of times, bro, like, the the decision that whether I, I want to spend time with somebody or not, it's not necessarily because of, like, whether I want to. It's not a desire thing. It's just I know I'm not supposed to, bro. You know, there's 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 people that I love, bro, and have always been good people with me. But we don't click, bro. Like, we, we don't be on the same page when it comes to certain things. And, like, maybe in that moment, in that chapter in my life or whatever, like, I had to only be around some the people that I clicked with in that aspect, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm working on a, you know, a project or, or mentally I might be going through something, you know? Say I have 10 really close friends, bro, you know? And three of those friends are really good for when I'm dealing with, like, a gloomy day, you know? And I'm, like, not feeling so good. I need to be around those three people, bro. I don't need to be around those other seven people, you know? And it's not fuck those seven other people. It's just in this chapter right now and in this moment, this is who I need to, like take care of me right now you know and this is who I need to talk to and stuff like that so I think it's like that's what it's taught me you know because I don't think like just because just because we don't both like make money together or like we don't you know whatever the hell it doesn't mean it's like I, I don't talk to you bro like that's it we're not we can't be cool no more because you're not bringing anything to my life you know like yeah you know if, if if you're not bringing anything to my life then yeah we're not gonna hang out every fucking day you know what I'm saying like, I'll say hi to you and everything and like you know talk a little bit here and there but it's not like I'm not like the type of person to just cut people off, bro, and like start blocking them and like just fuck you, bro. I'll be by myself and everything, you know. I could be by myself, bro, and I understand that, but I just don't be taking those kind of things so personal, you know. Mm-hmm. Like people that didn't call me when I was in Puerto Rico, like I'm not mad at y'all, you know. Like it's just more so like you start to see, you know, who are the people that are gonna be down for you? Who are the people? Yeah, that it are just gonna makes me understand more it. like who I should be giving my time to, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's it, bro. You know, and 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 it just. We only have to be that way because time's the only thing we can't control, bro. It's the only thing we can't buy more of, and like, so it's like, yeah, like I have to be picky with this, you know. Like, I have to be picky about it. Like, I'm sorry, and it's not, it's nothing personal, bro. But it's just like I don't have a lot of this right now. How do you feel like your mentality on, you know, the way you use your time, will be going forward? A very long time ago, bro, I, ex- I, I accepted the fact, like I'm okay with being alone, you know, whether it be like, not having a lot of friends or not having a lot of real friends, you know, or a girlfriend or, or whatever the case may be, you know. Um, so, like, I'm still practicing trying to get better at being lonely, you know. Because mm. I don't think lonely is necessarily a negative thing, bro, you know. I think it's a good thing, bro. You get to talk to yourself. You get to know more about yourself. And the only reason why people don't like being alone with themselves is because they don't like themselves, you know. They don't like talking to themselves. Like when you're lonely bro and you don't know how to be by yourself it can bring a lot of bad things you know impression and like your laziness and unmotivated you know but i think like you if you can figure out how to find happiness with being alone bro like you're just so ahead of it bro you're just so ahead of it you know because you're no longer thinking about impressing people you're no longer thinking about you know, your little piquete. Piquete isn't necessarily cockiness. Piquete is kind of like your swag to it, you know? But anyway, like, you're not thinking about being cocky and you're not... Because you got yourself, bro, you know? It's like when you it's like when you got a bad bitch with you, bro. Like, you don't care about these other girls because you got such a bad bitch right here, you know? So it's like you no longer think about that. So I feel like when you are your best friend, bro, and you are literally just really good at being lonely and you're happy in it and can't nobody take you out of that space, bro, you just start thinking so much more clearly. 
you know? So you're not, no, you're no longer, no longer thinking or trying to get somebody to like you. You know, like, oh, I don't want to say something that'll get this motherfucker to not fuck with me, you know? You just being yourself because you got yourself, you know? You got to be authentic. So that's, like, that's where I'm at with my time, bro, you know? Like, trying to be more honest. Because even being more honest, you get to you get to know yourself more, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're honest with your friends, you're like, man, I'm really being myself. Like, I'm really saying what I think, mm-hmm. you know? And now they really know who I am and how I am. So I think that's how, like, moving forward, that's how I'm dealing with my time, bro. Like, giving it more to me. And, like, and by me, I mean, like, you know, if, it, if, if, if being with people that I love helps me love myself more, then that's me giving my time to me, bro. And make sure you're setting that time aside just for, you know, you, the you time, whether that means pouring into other people, allowing other people to pour into whatever, you. Yeah, whatever the case may be, bro, whatever's helping y'all out there, you know? For me, sometimes, like, I, I like the... Sometimes where I'd be, like, I'd be in my apartment and it's just me and my dog, and I'm just, like, looking up at the ceiling, bro, you know, and I'm just thinking, doing here bro you know like and i kind of like that bro you know i love the moments just like being able to chill being able to reminisce on the feelings that you know you once had right i just had a conversation yesterday where man i love sad music and it's weird right because a lot of people would be like oh i don't want to feel that emotion again i don't want to think about that but I love listening to those sad songs or those heartbroken songs because it made you feel some type of way, right? You actually felt some type of way when you listen to that song and it brings you back to a place where it was like, man, I cared enough to really fucking let that shit hurt me, right? And that can happen with happy songs. It takes you back to a place where, you know, you were once happy. But a lot of the times when we think about like these happy moments, I don't know, at least for me, right? Yeah, you were happy, but what happened next? what brought you down from that happiness, right? Something happened. But man, I really appreciate you sliding, bro. I feel like it was a really dope conversation. We touched on a lot of things, you know? So many people are gonna learn so much more about you if they don't already know, right? Yeah, I hope so. Hope you guys enjoy it too. It was dope, I had a great time, man. There you go. Go stream Seagull IE. Sad boys for real. Uh, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Peace out. Let's make this is Sad Boy Radio. Can't pieces, who's to blame?